Make the perfect cup of coffee with Brasilia Coffee. Available in Coles and independent supermarkets across SA. The all-new Hyundai Kona is here. Bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Roots. It's past three. Good afternoon. Welcome to the show. Hope everyone's feeling bright-eyed and bushy-tailed after yesterday's Melbourne Cup festivities. More on that shortly. And our sweepstakes winners, thanks to IGA. Kimba on the Reach with you, live from Studio Lumo SA, here at number one King William Street in the city, where it's currently 23.6 degrees outside. Very pleasant day. We're here thanks to Brasilia Coffee, Hyundai and IGA Supermarkets. How the locals like it. Let's welcome Mr Money bags himself the roach what's a man hey. you hey god i know it's not at all what do you think you do nothing why you look so sad <laughs> exactly it's a not so bad it's a nicer place oh, i'll shut up your face, face. well reach i heard on good authority yesterday you put your hand in your little pocket Yes, I did. There were dead, Hello, a, dead animals down there, and uh, you had yes. a little investment on the car. I found a five-pound note. Oh, you did? <laughs> I thought I'd better get in first. <laughs> thought it may have been a shilling. <laughs> uh, the first one he ever read. Yeah, right. Thanks, Lionsy. <laughs> um, so uh, you, you I won't tell little, you what I did with the gold sovereign, though. You had a little dabble, Roach, in the uh, cup. Yes, what did I you do? did. I know well, you're a very cautious man. I split three ways. I don't mm-hmm. know why I did this because in the end, every bit of advice kept giving me six winners. I go, can't I just get one winner? So I went with the horse that was going for back for back. Gold trip? That didn't work. Mm-hmm. Then I liked the name of one. You know, you just pick one for the name. Yep, yep. Future history. Right. I think you can see why I like future history. You know, like the history of things. And I like to say it's if you don't learn from history, you've got no future, really, haven't you? Well, you get this, it? So that was it. Just good. I'm starting to wish I didn't ask this question. And then I thought, you know what? Put a bit of money on without a fight. Yep. So I went square in the end. So I get the five-pound note back. Without a fight, hey? Yes. Well, I tell How'd you, you what, go? I tell you what, Ruchi's roast today, the time on a journalistic <laughs> masterpiece. Oh. I think you're picking a fight with an ex-colleague today. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm looking I didn't forward to pick that. the fight. But you, you're going to finish it off, fight. Hey? All right, we'll get to that shortly. I, I had a good day. I was uh, down at Morfittville yesterday hosting a function for the Romeo Retail Group. Lots of IGA uh, store representatives and Foodland store representatives and suppliers. Roots. Mm, it was a great I day. I saw a couple of them this morning. Did you? Yeah, it must have been a very entertaining show. Why is that? They were a bit scratchy, were they? Mm. Yeah, well, I was well behaved. Good. I abstained well, because be. I was working, yes. Roots. A big shout out to a gentleman called Dave that was there. I hadn't met him before. He's a regular listener to the show and uh, absolutely enjoys it. I Dave met. Dave. Who's Dave? Well, the chap who sends the text messages referring to you as Dave. Dave or one person. <laughs> yeah, so, um, yeah, no, Dave was very complimentary. I said, good. what are you Thank pissed? You, Dave. <laughs> oh, Kim. <laughs> All right, good show coming up, Roach. Let's go to the guests. Uh, yes. At 3.35, we'll have a chat. We'll go to India and speak to Bharat Sundarasan. I think it's a master. Seems we couldn't get Glenn Maxwell. But after his heroics yesterday, 201 off 128 deliveries. I couldn't stop watching. Yeah, well, you were up. That was surprising. Rich, I went to bed. Well, I was in bed, but I watched till about one o'clock. I thought, this is silly. I've got to take my brother-in-law, Johnny the Rat, Platten, to hospital. He's getting his other hip replaced today. Oh, so I'm hoping he's still good alive. Luck, John. Yeah. What do you mean you hope he's still alive? Well, he had it around 12.30, and he's on an Optus phone, so it was hard to get contact. Yep. But uh, So he's had both knees replaced. 
and he'd had his right hip replaced, and now this is his left. But the last month or two months, he's he's been hobbling around. So mm. good luck, rat-a-tat-tat. So I watched it to one, Roach, and I think we're about two for that 48. That was captivating. Of course, when you were watching. Captivating. Yeah. Um, at four o'clock, we'll be joined by Miles Fitzner, uh, tipster extraordinaire, uh, the VRC Oaks. It's a big day of racing tomorrow. Hopefully, right. he can get us a bit of money back for yes, those please. that lost yesterday. And at 4.35, Rooch, one of the draft hopefuls. I think he's more than a hopeful. Oh, I'm very keen on this interview because yeah. it's when, when was it? It was Tony Bamford we interviewed, didn't he? Mm. I threw this one on the table because I heard a bit about Kane McAuliffe and his ability to play at North Adelaide. And when we got the response, he's in the mould of Patrick Dangerfield. That even made my interest even keener. Well, I got very keen when I saw he's a left footer. Of course. Uh, I like like the left footers. Very good. Um, Yeah, looking forward to having a chat to him. The draft is on the 20th and the 21st, not far away at uh, all. All right, Roach, uh, we're going to stay on time today. We've got a bit to get through. Um, Let's go around the grounds now. There's some good news that Aaron Phillips is going to feature on AFLW Grand Final Day. Well, the AFLW pioneer who won two best-on-ground medals in Grand Finals, 2017, the first one. The second one was 2021. But 2021, wasn't but it? But this yeah. is your segment, Rachel. She will present the best-on-ground medal, which hopefully will have a name eventually mm-hmm. in this year's AFLW Grand Final. She spoke on SEN a little earlier today, and I think she's pleased with the honour. Hmm. Not something I, I think about, or um, just but to even just have my name mentioned uh, in conversation is, is really special, but um, I did speak to my dad about it, and I took, um, he goes, yeah, it should be the, the Phillips after G. Phillips, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, he did win eight of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I said, well, you only won eight. You should have won nine, maybe, you know. <laughs> you might have got something named after you then. But, no, nah. look, honestly, whoever whoever gets, um, you know, whoever is acknowledged for these awards would be a great honour. And like I said, it, I'm just really humbled to be even, even be in the conversation. How good Humble. would it be, Roots? You'd be excited if you got to hand it and put the medal around the neck of a former Chelsea Adelaide teammate. Chelsea would you, Randall would you be, be happy ideal. with that? That would be such a beautiful image. You've you've changed, and I think you're being sincere. No, I'm, I, there's nothing to change. That's that's true. Even Dave said yesterday, he's a port man. He said you've become more balanced under my guidance, Roach. Oh really? <laughs> well, I may oh, throw really? that. I may <laughs> throw that in. <laughs> uh, Mario sent a text. He said to improve this show, yes. Bum Fluff Benny, our producer. Should drive Dylan and Rucci around in a golf cart. Well, I wouldn't mind that, actually. Well, I, t- yeah. I well, wouldn't mind that. If we could improve like Glenn Maxwell did. Amazing what a concussion can do. Only joking. <laughs> Only joking. No, um, don't joke about Brisbane's that. Brisbane's AFLW coach is a very popular man, Rooch. Do you know that Craig Stasevich is the only in- inaugural AFLW club coach that still exists in the system? I do know that. He's getting two more years. And rightly so. Now, what about the timing of that before they play Adelaide? Where where does that sit? Is that something to, you know, get a bit of energy in them? Um, You know how these things are played out, planned? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I don't think. Strategised? Would have been worn off by Saturday, (laughs) Ruth, 2.35, wouldn't it? Yeah, probably. But much much deserved. He's got a good program there. But Uh, there's another change coming elsewhere. uh, uh, Collingwood? So Steve Simmons has been... Who? Steve Simmons. He's been Collingwood's coach since 2019. You know that. He was their second AFLW coach. I love it when it's called mutual parting of the ways. Mutual parting. Oh, this is of your way. This is a no blame divorce, Rich. <laughs> I don't. I don't know about that. Don't know about that. He's being sacked. Yes, when you sort of read it that way, don't you? <laughs> mutual parting of the way. All right, we got to jump yeah. in the break very quickly. They're yeah. on to us about being on time. I know, Rich. I know it doesn't affect you. No. 
All fun and no responsibility, exactly. M. Rucci. Uh, you've got a bit of an update or a whisper on when the 2024 AFL fixturing will come out. I am hearing we will have the first round leaked on Saturday night. Leaked? leaked because that's how they do it. They, they leak it. They have this little it? agreement with the Sunday Herald Sun, which then applies to all the Sunday News Corp newspapers around the nation. So I think around Ooh. 6 o'clock, 7 o'clock on Saturday night, we'll get round one, which also has before it round zero, mm. whatever that means, when yep. we have the... Four, four games in Sydney and New South Wales. It's the Clayton's round. Well, that's a serious round, though. Yeah, but it's yeah, the round you I have when you. you're not having a round. And then we'll see what we get with round one. And I would expect that after we see round one on Sunday morning in our Sunday papers, we'll see the full fixture by Thursday or Friday, Saturday at the latest, I would Look think. forward to it. That's and the plan. Uh, yeah, and, and let's hope that they do the full fixture. I'm sure they no, won't. No, they won't. They won't. You know they won't. All right, Roach, we need to jump in a break. When we come back, we're going to announce our winners from the Melbourne Cup. We'll play the uh, last bit of the race from the home turn. Uh, we'll have a listen to that. I thought I'd tip the winner with absurd, Roach. But you were absurd. No, well, 150 from home. It hit the front. I thought, mm. here we go. I'm a mild genius, but it wasn't to be. <laughs> we are here thanks to Hyundai, the all-new Hyundai Kona. Imagine to be bold. Make the perfect cup of coffee with Brasilia Coffee. Available in Coles and independent supermarkets across SA. The all-new Hyundai Kona is here. Bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Root. On a Wednesday afternoon, beautiful day outside, 23.7 degrees. We're here thanks to the generosity, or in part, of Brasilia Coffee. Stay grounded, make the perfect cup of coffee with Brasilia Coffee. Notice I'm having an each-way bet now, Rooch. I've, I've got to ring them tomorrow. Oh, the R. Oh, no, the R. I was saying Brasilia Coffee. Brasilia. Brasilia, that's the way you think it should go. All righty, the Melbourne Cup was run and won yesterday. For three weeks, we were giving people the opportunity to be part of Kimbo and the Roaches' Melbourne Cup sweepstakes. A chance to win $500 first prize, $200 for second, $100 for third. There were 75 entrants, 24 were pulled out of a barrel. One was scratched on the night before. So uh, commiserations to whoever had Cleveland. And... Uh, well, let's find out who won the race as they enter the home straight. Let's uh, relive the 2023 Melbourne Cup. Into the straight of the Lexus Melbourne Cup and here's Vauban on the outside of future history and Val and Declare between them. Absurd is also chiming in. 400 metres to go. It's absurd moving up on the outside for Zach Burden. A length in front but without a fight is running on right down the centre of the track. Without a fight up to Absurd. Val and Declare and Shiraz the bolter. It's without a fight. 100 metres to go. Two or three lengths in front. Coming away from Shiraz and also Solgum. Without a fight. Mark Zara, a Melbourne Cup champion, wins it by two lengths. Second in the race was Sulkham, third Shiraz. Shiraz at about 120 to 1. Wow. So first prize of a $500 IGA voucher goes to Eugene of Mount Gambier, who drew without a fight. Well done. Second Congratulations. prize of $200 goes to Jason from Brompton, a $200 IGA voucher. He managed to draw Sulkham, part owned by the Richmond players, Jack Revolt and uh, Jack Graham, I think, is in that as well. And third prize, I think I said they had no chance. <laughs> Shiraz, number 14. Toddy, Todd from Port Nalunga, you get a $100 IGA voucher. Uh, yeah, well done to everyone.
And uh, thank you to the half a dozen people that personally messaged me yesterday saying, what horse did I get? Well, fair dinka. <laughs> and just for the record, the favourite, and you listen to all the experts and everyone had this over the line. Mm. Happens nearly every year, Rich. It does. You're better off not listening, doing your own form. Uh, Vorban finished 14th after the perfect run in the race. It had no excuses. I didn't think without a fight. Uh, I thought there was a query with the 3,200. I was wrong. Uh, I had Solcom Roach uh, in my trifecta to win. Mm. I had Ash Run, which came fourth as well. Uh, and I had Absurd, which, as we said before, hit the front with 200 to go. Well, the Melbourne Cup has many stories on track, off track. Mm. Tim Tampoli sent me a text last night. Oh, did he? What about the chap, or it might have been a lady, not sure, who did a pick four, just a pick four, I think, one of those. You can just Easy skip those pick, ones. Yeah, yep, yep. Mystery. Two point four million paid on the pick four. Two point four. That's what Tim Tam Pauly said to me. Two point four. I'd have to check that. I, I, I can paid about three eighty. But Tim Tam said to me two point four million yeah. for this pick four really? ticket that someone had picked up. Well, doesn't sound right for me, Rich. I will only tell you what Tim Tam's telling me. Oh, I would yeah. never argue with a man who gives us such wonderful biscuits. I know the uh, the rats, brother. Don't uh, bite the hand that feeds you. No worries. <laughs> Rich, uh, yeah, I know that you wouldn't do that. Um, I know the rats, brother. Jed, hello, Jed. Um, he bought a heap of mystery okay. trifecta yeah. tickets. You know they're three dollars each. Uh-huh. And, uh, yeah, he got uh, half of the trifecta. Nice. I think the trifecta played 10 or 12 grand. Now, we have to always say this. What's gambling really, really costing you? Yeah, a bit yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> well timed. Um, let's hear from Mark Zara, and uh, that'll be the end of our racing until we speak to Miles at 4 o'clock to get a tip in the Oaks tomorrow. Let's hear from Mark Zara about the ride he had on Without a Fight. Uh, my whole objective, I thought that my biggest opposition was my horse himself. You know, he can be quite keen, and I, uh, he gave me a lot of. I went and worked him the other day, and he was keen. And so I go on the gates, he was relaxed, and I thought, oh, this is a good sign. But I, I always wanted to go to. If I could find the fence at any stage, he's a horse that relaxes much better on the fence. And when it came up, I knew I was back a fair way, but I said before, I was following Alan Kerr, but had Ollie on, so there's a tick. Gold Trip's in front of me, that's, that's a tick. Ryan Moore's in front of him, that's a tick. So I think I can stay here as long as I can. I'll wait for these three, uh, you know, excellent jockeys to start making their moves. We're going to follow them. Uh, I often said, uh, well, people often say, Roach, uh, the worst judges are jockeys, but he was a good judge. He jumped off of Gold Trip, which he won on it last year, and he wanted to be with this horse. So Did he cop a bit of stick for doing got that? got it right. Uh, not really. Okay. No. No, I think people acknowledge it was a good horse, but okay. Gold Trip was going very well. Mm. All right, we'll jump into a break. We've got another prize to give away, though. All right, we've got a $100 Archie's voucher to give away. Archie's thongs are so comfy, you'll never take them off. They're beautiful. They have a uh, arch support in them. Okay. So a $100 voucher. Just give us a call on 1300 736 736 or send a text. Having a chat's better. Uh, your best hard luck story or your best good luck story from yesterday's Melbourne Cup. Let us know, and uh, we'll give you that $100 voucher. Okay, you can ring now. This is Kimba on the Rooch, and we're here thanks to IGA Supermarkets, how the locals like it. Make the perfect cup of coffee with Brasilia Coffee. Available in Coles and independent supermarkets across SA. The all-new Hyundai Kona is here. Bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and the Rooch. 
327, 24.4 degrees outside. Don't forget, tomorrow morning between 6 and 8.30, Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh doing their thing. It's a very entertaining show. A uh, big thank you to IGA Supermarkets, how the locals like it. Roach, unbelievable game of cricket last night. I went to bed when we are two for 40-odd, I think, and I thought, oh, we're in a spot of bother here, possibly. Mm-hmm. And at one stage we were what? Seven for? Seven for 91. So to set the scene... Afghanistan batted first. They used up all their 50 overs, 5 for 291. Australia is in a fair bit of trouble. 7 for 91. Glenn Maxwell. Enter Glenn Maxwell. Glenn Maxwell. He was given three lives. Uh, Here he is (laughs) hitting the winning runs and bringing up a double century. A six to bring up 200 and win the game. Everybody here is on their feet. should not have to walk off the park. He should be carried off. Oh. What a performance. Get a golf cart. Get a oh, golf cart for him. Oh, she right. was cramping and everything. Everywhere. Both legs, uh, lower back spasms, the whole yep. lot. He could not move. His feet were just planted and he was belting the ball everywhere. Uh, here's Maxie on how he felt physically after his innings. Horrific. <laughs> I feel shocking. Um, yeah, it was obviously quite hot when we were fielding today and, um, yeah, I, I haven't really done a whole lot of high-intensity exercise, I suppose, in the, in the heat and it certainly got a hold of me today and, um, yeah, just luckily enough, um, we came out with a plan to sort of stay at the same end for a little bit until I could sort of get some movement back and luckily enough I was able to stick it out to the end. OK, let's do context now because after Glenn Maxwell's 201 off 128 balls, Australia is in third position. They will stay second or third. India mm. is first. We're now dealing with New Zealand, Pakistan, Afghanistan to finish fourth. Australia plays Bangladesh. New Zealand plays Sri Lanka. Pakistan plays England. Afghanistan plays South Africa. It is an interesting finish, Kim. It, it is, Roach. Make the perfect cup of coffee with Brasilia Coffee. Available in Coles and independent supermarkets across SA. The all-new Hyundai Kona is here. Bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Roots. 3.34 on a Wednesday afternoon. Appreciate your company and all the correspondence that's coming through. And a big thank you to IGA Supermarket supporting women in sport. What a game last night. What an effort by Glenn Maxwell. We just heard from him. Let's cross now to Mumbai to our great friend Bharat Sundarasan, who was there and witnessed it all live. Hello, Bharat. Um, hello, guys. Yes, uh, it's uh, one of those innings that will take a long, long, long time for it to sink in, not just for us, for Glenn Maxwell himself. Uh, and uh, what you just heard there was him speaking to uh, a, a, a handful of Australian media who are here. Uh, and he was stood right next to the dressing room. Uh, so he couldn't even come down the steps again because he wasn't sure he would be able to go back mm-hmm. up. Um, and yeah, you could see it in his eyes. You could see it in his face. He was just, uh, he was still in shock about what he just pulled off. But, but so were we. Well, Barat, take us through what it was like to actually be there in the stadium to witness that. And when Australia were seven for 91, they were gone for all money. What was it like? Oh, gone, gone for all money. And at that point, I think everyone, including Australian supporters, were 
um, preparing themselves for this um, Afghanistan fairy tale, right? Like uh, uh, here they are, uh, a team that nobody really gave uh, a chance uh, to of even pushing Australia, despite their performances in this tournament. Um, and uh, they were so much so far on top. They had a medium pace of bowling with three slips in place and the lights at the Wankere. It, it really did sound like a fairy tale. And uh, we were all preparing for the inevitable uh, of uh, uh, how you would write up this Afghanistan win. And then Maxwell hit a few boundaries. He got dropped. Uh, he was given out LBW, got a reprieve. And even at that point, you felt like, ah, it's just a matter of time now. Um, and then he started hitting a few sixes. Then he started cramping. Uh, and you were like, okay, at some point, he's going to hit one ball up in the air and he's going to get out. Uh, <laughs> but it just didn't happen. But he kept cramping and he couldn't move. Um, and, uh, you know, I just wrote down this line in my copy. Generally, when someone pulls off something as miraculous as Glenn Maxwell, what Glenn Maxwell did, people say, build him a statue. You don't have to. Yeah. He was already in statue form yeah. in the middle. He couldn't move. So, Barat. He has to have someone hold up the other end. How worried were you that it wasn't going to be Glenn Maxwell that wasn't going to hang around to finish the job off, but someone was mm. going to let him down? What, what was the thought there? Yeah, I mean, look, uh, one thing we know about Pat Cummins is he's got a great defensive technique yeah. <laughs> that we've seen yeah. in the last few years. And uh, having said that, he's been striking the ball as well as uh, he has in a long, long time. Mm. Uh, so you had him at the other end. And it, that's the thing, right? Like you just, even, even statistically speaking, um, and on one end, one man has played uh, the knock of his life. Maybe yep. the, I mean, it's definitely the greatest ODI knock of all time. Ooh. Made first ever double hundred in uh, the second or, or in a run chase. And at the other end, you had someone playing the second slowest knock ever <laughs> in, a, in a World Cup match. And this is in the same partnership. I mean, if that doesn't tell you just how bizarre and strange last night was, nothing will. But I, I will say this: like as Pat Cummins walked into his press conference for his press conference. Um, I bumped into him before he entered the room. We just looked at each other. His blue eyes twinkled. Uh, and we had to say nothing. We just looked at each other and at the same time just went, wow. <laughs> and that's how he was feeling as well uh, at that point. And so were we. He has such a cheeky yeah. smile as well. Well, it's been a lot of conjecture and talk about is it the greatest ODI mm. knock ever seen? Uh, a couple of really well qualified gentlemen called Sachin Tendulkar and Michael mm. Bourne say that mm. it is. You just endorse their comments. Fox Sports have collectively put together a top 10. They have Maxwell at number one. Rohit Sharma's 264 against Sri Lanka in 2014 at two. Sir Vivian Richards, 189 against England in 1984 at three. Kapil Devs, 175. What an all-rounder against Zimbabwe in 1983. Mm. Then Herschel Gibbs, 175 mm. against Australia in 2006. That's in fifth position. At number six, Adam Gilchrist and his 149 against Sri Lanka in 2007. I could go on. Is it unanimous, do you think? Well, not unanimous. Is it? Universally accepted yeah. as the best one-day international oh. innings. Yeah, and you just said it earlier. I've said such internal things, so we can't disagree. I mean, he made <laughs> more runs, <laughs> played more matches. And all this was happening when Glenn Maxwell off. Uh, in front of uh, the Sachin Tendulkar statue as well, Ooh. don't forget. And that last six that he hit to win the match went just to the right of Sachin Tendulkar's statue. So, uh, no, I mean, if you, if you put it into context, uh, and often like, you know, with sport, 
there are performances then which retrospectively become the best ever the greatest ever right, right. but but it was what maxwell produced was so special in that moment you realized even before he finished it off i was standing right next to michael vaughn at that point uh and uh, you could see that both of us and everyone there unanimously agreed that what we are witnessing is the greatest knock uh ever and even if he hadn't pulled australia over the line it would still have been up there but the fact that he did it and made a double hundred while he was at it just made it even more special and uh yes i mean by far i think uh no doubts that it was the greatest odi knock of all time and it wouldn't have diminished from the knock but the fact that he's not out was beautiful as well it looked like afghanistan were going to steal it and uh, rashid khan was playing a fair part of that he's 35 off the final mm-hmm. 18 we need to give a little bit of thought and condolences to afghanistan mm-hmm. they've been huge in this tournament but that's probably cost them their chance now to play finals uh you think so i mean they'll have to get over the line against south africa to give themselves a chance but then that run rate has taken a proper beating mm. so they'll need both new zealand and pakistan to lose their respective final games uh against sri lanka and england uh but oh you're so right i mean you have to feel for mujibur rahman uh he's been such a star performer in white ball cricket and you know the catch it went straight to him at short oh, uh yes. fine leg Uh, as Maxwell attempted the reverse sweep and i think Maxwell was in his 30s at that point it's been a very early finish for us uh but yeah i mean it's it's one of those things right uh, you look back at sport and uh, uh, in these magical moments someone always has to fall uh, like you know be a fallen uh, star and it was mujib and, and the afghans he really did feel bad for them just looking at their faces uh, throughout the day poor i just walked past ibrahim zadran who made a hundred a very good hundred a valiant hundred in the first innings nobody's going to be speaking about that much yeah. will they will they so i think yeah you have to feel for them but ha i mean they can also uh, maybe uh, years from now look back and say we were there like pat cummins said when glen maxwell did that well he's known as the big show he certainly had an eventful two weeks hasn't he <laughs> he had the century <laughs> off 40 odd balls and then knocked himself out that's that's glen maxwell right mm. like you know these things happen to glen maxwell <laughs> he's just a freak of nature um you're right i mean that when he hit, hit that 40 ball 100 uh, yeah some people said oh it's just against the netherlands uh so he'd already had his omg moment for the for the world cup you thought yeah, yeah. uh, i mean you didn't know that he had this up in store and in between like you said his family comes over he falls off a go- golf cart and he did say last night that the one thing he's going to do when he goes to pune is stay away from golf carts so that's a good sign <laughs> um and, and yeah i mean there is so much to it right like i mean if if we had if he had pulled that off without the cramps it would still have been the greatest innings of all time but the mm. fact that he did it in that fashion where he just could not move and some of the shots he played the reverse ramp with a broken body uh, you know the, the power he was generating through the cover drives which just kept going for four and the fact that he pulled off the penguin walk as well in between yeah. to take a couple of singles <laughs> there is just so much there were young kids all around the world now saying uh, foot movements overrated just plant your feet and yeah. give it a swing hey uh, what's australia do now we take on bangladesh on saturday that's our final game uh, will mm. they be fiddling around with the side at all does steve smith come back into it how's his vertigo Uh I don't think he was at the ground to be honest uh he had a bit of a black yesterday before the game and then uh, shook his head and walked off and if you are having what you go there was no point in him uh staying back at the ground I mean he would be gutted as well he missed out on watching the greatest innings of all time live mm. uh if he was uh, not around and um, I think he will be back 
Uh, now what we do know is Australia will face South Africa. I mean, that semi-final yep. is already confirmed. Yep. Uh, the, because South Africa is second and Australia will be third, whatever happens from now on, or vice versa. Uh, the only question is, uh, do they play each other in Kolkata or in Mumbai? Because that depends completely on uh, the last two games for New Zealand and Pakistan. Mm. Because if Pakistan do sneak through, then India-Pakistan will be Calcutta and I will stay back in Mumbai for that. Okay. Uh, but yeah, maybe, look, Mitchell Stark had... Uh, an off day again uh, with the ball, you'd say. Uh, he bowled that one one fantastic Yorker, but just his radar towards the end. Do they give Sean Abbott a game? Mm, you wonder, because there is a big gap between uh, the 11th, which is when Australia play Bangladesh, and uh, their potential semi-final on the 16th in Calcutta. So uh, Barat, they might even you... think we'll just stick to what they have. Yeah, but Barat, when you've seen Joe Inglis in that hat-trick moment that set up the hat-trick with that shot, mm. is that enough to make you think of Alex Carey again or not? Oh, I thought of him at that moment, absolutely, as right. the ball, even before the ball was snared, really? snared that slip. Or even even before Josh English walked out to bat. Like, it's not just okay. me, a couple of us, like, just uh, Aussie journalists just looked at each other and said, ooh, wouldn't you have preferred Alex Carey walking in now? Ah, and, uh, yeah. you know, against, yeah. against uh, the way he plays spin as well. And look, to Josh English's credit, he's made a 50, got a few mm. crucial runs here and there. Uh, but it, just his dismissals in the last two games kind of tell you now with the big games coming up yep. uh, or gotcha. the big game coming up, I think go back to Alex Carey. Gotcha. Well, Barat, you are living the dream over there. You witnessed a moment in time and you saw it live. It's something you'll never, ever forget. And anyone that watched it on TV or listening on the radio would feel exactly the same. We mm. appreciate your time again today. We'll speak to you again next week. Oh, he's just dropped out. I'm, I'm sure he's happy that he spoke to us, Rooch. Uh, Rooch, get ready, all right? Every, actually, everyone else get ready. Roochie's roast, the time-honoured journalistic masterpiece is coming up. And I can tell you what, he has lined up an ex-colleague. The old Rooch is back. No, he lined me up. You've returned fire, Rooch. With, Let's get this right. With a little bit of extra ammo, I, I think. Uh, <laughs> Funny I'm, that. I'm looking forward to it. Not unusual, is it? Ah, uh, oh, Tom Jones, <laughs> eh? <laughs> oh, I love it. All righty. As we go to a break, though, let's hear the final four balls of Glenn Maxwell's innings. That's gone way, way back. Way back. Maxwell into the 180s. Far enough, is it? Yes, it is by Anita. Maxwell moves into the 190s. Crashes that through the offside for four more. They won't stop that either. Maxwell to 195. A six to bring up 200 and win the game. Everybody here is on their feet. Make the perfect cup of coffee with Brasilia Coffee. Available in Coles and independent supermarkets across SA. The all-new Hyundai Kona is here. Bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Roots. We're live from Studio Lumo SA here at number one King William Street in the city. 24.5 degrees. A lot of people walking past and waving today, Roach. Including one American tourist who gave us a rather quizzical look. 
Well, how did you know he was an American tourist? Because on his bag he had the tags that he was an American tourist. Yeah. Well, what do you mean? Well, he had his, you know, those tags you have to show where you're from, so to speak. You haven't got one of those on your bags? <laughs> no. <laughs> Could oh. you see that? My eyesight's not too bad at times. What, it had his address and... It had a US logo on it. The flag and his okay. name and all that on it. Very observant yes. man. Hey, we're giving away a $100 Archie's voucher, all right? Archie's thongs, so comfy you'll never take them off. They're absolute rippers. They're really sturdy mm. and they have an arch support in them. They're Need really those. comfortable. They're Need thongs, those. but comfortable, Rooch. Need those. Uh, pretty simple question. Give us your best hard luck story or your best good luck story from yesterday's Melbourne Cup. Chopsy sent through one. He said, oh, I was at a pub where a bloke put a $4 mystery first four on and he collected 16% of the dividend. $53,000. Nice win. Gee, for $4. He said, unlike Rucci, he bought everyone a drink. Mm, okay. Yeah, well, you wouldn't do that, Rucci. And then you told a story that Tim Tam Paul, yes. what was that? That someone did the pick for their mystery bats, aren't they? And he got $2.4 million. All right. nice. I sort of questioned that. Then there was a text came through. He said the ticket was a $200 mystery box, first four, and they got the first four multiple times. Uh, that sounds right to me. $2.4 million. Then someone says for once in his lifetime, the Roach Dog <laughs> is right. $200, bucks, uh, first four mystery bet, $2.4 million. That's Chris from Seton. I would suggest they got it more than once. Right. Yeah, because it paid, uh, didn't pay that much. Well, that's Tim Tam Pauly's story, not mine. All right, anyway. Rich, you have a story to tell now. Yes. It's 3.53. I'm going to put the stack hat on. <laughs> where's, where's my bike Somehow helmet? I got the feeling you're going to be in the bleachers and enjoying it. Yeah, well, no, no, Rich, yeah. I'm a very balanced man. I, I want to get involved with your personal no. falling outs with people. No. Um, Rich's <laughs> roast has been happening for about 30 years. Used to have it in the advertiser till they sacked him. It's a time-honoured journalistic masterpiece. It was often where Roach got to drive home some personal <laughs> agendas, and I think that could be the, de the deal today. Uh, let's get that gravy ready to pour. They say it's going to be 100 degrees, even more maybe. But that won't stop the road. Who's going to make the gravy? Hey, I do all the bloody work. Yes, you do. But Roach is doing the roasting today. <laughs> and uh, who have you got uh, ready to roast? Well, Kim, today the roast lives to the theme left by a great man, our great friend, the greatest Port Adelaide player of all time, Russell Ebert. Mm. He would always tell us, it is what you walk past that you accept. Mm. There's also the Sunday school lesson about turning the other cheek. But we've taken more than one slap from an old mate at 5AA, now known as... Five all argumentative. Ooh. Five all argumentative. Stephen Rowe was a big fan of the roast when it was in print. Oh, tongue in cheek there. <laughs> he would often say, never take on someone who buys ink by the barrel. Well, sadly, my ink orders these days are small cartridges, but I do have a megaphone and we certainly have echoed across Adelaide with some big stories here on SEN. So listen up, listen up. This is what Stephen Rowe had to say on five all argumentative last week when the story of Port Adelaide's intent to leave the Sample went up a notch. Now, now, yeah. now Rucci works for Port. Yeah. That but, article was written on the back of intel that he got from Port. Yeah. That's got warts on it. Yeah. But that I, is, that, that has got absolute warts on it. It was stirred up <clears throat> CD from my perspective because a Port Adelaide employee, Michelangelo Rucci, wrote an article and he mentioned it on air that you're after a divorce with the Sample. Right, let's deal with facts rather than the emotions that come when your phone line to Alberton is disconnected. Oh. One, 
The story was not planted. It was blurted out by Port Adelaide Club President David Koch at the club's best and fairest count. Listen again. As you know, the two AFL clubs play under different rules to the other SNFL clubs, which makes success difficult and, frankly, has a detrimental impact on the development of our AFL players. No other AFL clubs have this imposition on their player development. And it is an issue we are working to solve in the near future one way or another. Okay. And we will solve it. We need to be in the best second-tier competition which allows us to develop our players. Okay, that's pretty transparent. There Sadly, for everyone to hear, Roach. The media, excluding this show, totally ignored this statement. Mm. The advertiser had two representatives at the function, but not a line of this declaration when Kosh made the paper. But then what can you expect when the Tizer thinks Essendon making an AFLW final is the headline act rather than the Crows winning the minor premiership? Boom, boom. Little side show there. Two, Rose says the story flared last week when I wrote a story, supposedly at Port Adelaide's request, with the rather creative, even if I say so myself, no-blame divorce theme. No, Stephen, the credit for this belongs to our producer, Ben, who did a marvellous job of putting our discussion, Kim, on this topic mm. on our website. Three, congratulations to Channel 9's Josh Money for following up the story and not claiming it as an exclusive either. Well done, Good Josh. Boy. Four, there is no conflict of interest here, Stephen. How can there be when my pay packet is fueled by both the Port Adelaide Football Club and the Sanford? If you want to check the timesheets, Stephen, they read, Sunday, work for Port Adelaide for free. Yesterday, work for the Sandville for free. Idiot. Thank you. <laughs> Five. Roe also notes how Port Adelaide has played in Sandville Grand Finals recently and the Crows in Sandville preliminary finals. Now, let's get to the real issue, Stephen. Port Adelaide and the Crows have one major goal. That is to win the AFL Premiership. The Sandville flag is a major title for eight clubs but it's not the major target for the Crows and Port Adelaide. So the time for a no-blame divorce has come along with the need for a meaningful structure to Australian football that makes the pyramid under the AFL competition sound and healthy. It's not that way today. And for those who want to restart the fires of 1990 when Port Adelaide sought to leave the Sample for the expanding VFL, Listen to our interview with Sample Chief Executive Darren Chandler from last week. It was a very good interview, wasn't it? He was very yep. transparent, Kim, and very mature in his approach. So the State League is more than ready to lose Port Adelaide and the Crows. Yes, there is an agreement until 2028, but either club can leave on a year's notice. So will they be missed, Kim? Probably not, considering the crowd numbers being so low at their matches. Old romantics like you and I, Kim... Mm. We'll miss seeing the black and whites in the sample. We grew up with it. More reason for that jumper to be the showdown jersey for Port Adelaide. And Stephen, some advice. Build some bridges. It's good for the soul. Roach, <laughs> oh, you're back. You're back. Done. Can I do the old... Oh, the old caro, the papers on the table. There we are. Do you feel a little bit better? Was that cathartic for you? So-so. Mm, all right, so, have... so I'll just increase my life insurance now, that's all. You can have your say on Richie's Roast on 0427 154 166. We were going to get some Rocky music. We were struggling <laughs> to get it. <laughs>
Uh, we got the 4 o'clock news coming up, though, and uh, then we'll be crossing to Melbourne, having a chat to uh, Miles mm. Fitzner. Uh, the VRC Oaks, the time on it, over 2,500 metres for three-year-old fillies. Uh, Roach will be run and won tomorrow. Well, get your hat ready. Yeah, hopefully Miles can get a winner for us. Uh, we're here thanks to IGA Supermarkets. Big shout-out to Beaumont Tiles, though. They are giving away a trip for two to American footy's biggest game worth over $70,000. Just shop in store at Beaumont's before November the 12th and you're in with a chance. T's and C's apply. Alrighty, time for the 4 o'clock news, then Miles Fitzner. Make the perfect cup of coffee with Brasilia Coffee. Available in Coles and independent supermarkets across SA. The all-new Hyundai Kona is here. Bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Rooch. Wednesday afternoon, glorious day in little old Adelaide. We're here thanks to IGA Supermarkets, how the locals like it. 24.4 degrees outside. It was a warm day in Melbourne and a big crowd at the Melbourne Cup yesterday, around 85,000. And one man that was there front and centre, it was a tough day for the tipsters though, is Miles Fitzner from SEN Track and he joins us now. G'day, Miles. Hello, Kimbo. Hello, Roots. Yeah, it was a very, very hot day on track yesterday and, and a long one for the SEN team from the an early start to a late finish, but uh, we saw one of the great winners and great additions of the Melbourne Cup. It was outstanding. Hey, Miles, mm. take us through the Cup. We'll just have a uh, retrospective look at it now before we look to tomorrow's Oaks Day. Um, everyone you listened to, the more research you did, you were just absolutely mad if you didn't get on the favourite Vorban, but it finished 14th after a perfect run. Yeah, it did. Um, and the way that the horse has, uh, has finished up, I know we've heard Willie Mullins come out and say, look, he didn't handle it. We saw... The, the track upgrade straight after the Melbourne Cup to a good three, which may be a bit of a factor. I mean, you couldn't have had enough probably on him at maybe the 800, and then it was absurd, loomed up as mm. the winner too, and, and then they failed to finish, but it was the horses that probably had even better run in transit tucked in behind them. So it was a very, very hot day. Uh, I mean, I can't stress that enough. And at one point I had to walk to um, from our broadcast position uh, just past the post, which is only 400 metres, but in traffic. And I can tell you, I blew up. So I wouldn't be surprised if many of... Yeah, I, right. I, I, could, um, I reckon that some of these horses probably just didn't handle the heat. We saw that the money still come at the call of the card. You know, we were seeing people have 320, 400,000 on some of these favourites. Right. So but when your ratings and your form analysts suggest one thing, racing will throw mm-hmm. up another, and that's exactly what happened. But a very deserved winner. It was a horse that you had to have in there. Um but uh, yeah, the Europeans uh, just didn't handle it. And I think they wanted it hot, some of these, what we call them, local horses, and, and they got it that way. Yeah, so, Miles, but... tell us about the horse without a fight. Why it just seemed to be the horse of the moment and take the moment? Well, if you go back through the horse's form, after its form in the Queensland Carnival, it, it sort of did become probably the Melbourne Cup hopeful. And mm-hmm. this is where people tend to lose their way a little bit. Okay. If you're asked this three to four weeks, or actually probably even two months out from the Caulfield Cup, who most people thought the Caulfield Cup winner was, it was without a fight. And then around that time, everyone sort of said, yeah, it's probably a big shot in the Melbourne Cup. And then post-Caulfield Cup, you're really off that run. You probably had to be with it, barring probably West Wind blows in the Melbourne Cup. But then the more you delve into the form of these Europeans and some of these horses coming over, you're trying to stack up two different form lines. Now, You've got one way or the other. I mean, I had him running second and Vorban running first. 
Um, but um, it's your job to try to pick the winner. And all you're trying to do is stack up different form lines. Well, mm. the form lines that, that we lent with, you know, we heard that Volban broke 11 seconds at track work at Werribee. And, and I had that verified. That, that, horses just don't do that. You have to be a freak to do that as a stayer. And that, that had me hook, line and sinker. I mean, once you break 11 in track work, coming into the Melbourne Cup, I thought he's going to walk past these. And mm. look, he didn't handle the track. He didn't handle it. But without a fight, um, probably the biggest tip from anyone was really Mark Zara saying, I'm going to get off gold yep. trip because um, he had the opportunity and stay with without a fight. And he got it right. Um, jockeys don't always get it right, but he got it right and he's won the last two. Last okay. one on the cup, Miles. A huge run from Solcombe. Missed the start by three links again and, of course, part owned by a number of Richmond players. Finished second. Yep. Yep. Did run second. I actually sat with um, with a few of the boys when they had a bet at the call of the card too. And um, they were quietly confident. Once it stepped, you could hear the sigh from the Sulcan punters thinking that the horse had missed the start. Mm. Arguably one of the best pilots in the world on board. Oh, look, we've been looking at this all day. I know Johnny O'Neill's been on radio here with Jared this morning and discussing as to whether or not um, the horse would have won. I, I mean, you can never really look at it like that. In my opinion, no. Um, without a sight, um, jockey Mark, I told you he thought he had it covered. Uh, you asked the Sulcan guys, they thought they would have won if he got a run. But at the end of the day, that's racing. I, I don't think Sulcan probably should have got as close as it was with the luck um, that, that it was afforded. And Joe Marrera's tried to peel it out, backside to inside, shut off, outside again, shut off, and then got clear late. But, uh, I mean, you could make that case on most races, most days, right around the country. So uh, I, I think a deserved winner. Um, but, look, if you want to look at markets leading into next year already, uh, I mean, you've got, without a fight, $15 and Sulcan $17. The one thing you definitely know for sure now is that Sol can pay, and that was why you probably went away from it this year, but it'll be right in the calculations next year, I can assure you of that. So, so Miles, we're asking our audience of the good luck, hard luck story of the day. Have you got one that you've heard track-wise or since the Melbourne Cup that stacks up on a hard luck or good luck story? Well, I know the good luck ones. I know that we were sitting with someone from Sportsbet and one of the Sportsbet um, VIP punters, um, had a $200 mystery box yes, first four that netted in $2.7 million, which we've seen that. Wow. Um, and then there's maybe some former AFL, one of former AFL player was with a group of blokes trackside that had a $30 box first four for $417,000. Um, well, probably, probably another one was my sister tipping Shiraz each way in the uh, Melbourne Cup and, and me now not being the number one tipster in my family, but it's actually my job, <laughs> which sort of hurts a little bit. Um, but... In regards to hard luck stories, look, there's a cast of them on days like this. Um, I, I think there's probably more good or more narrative uh, and storyline to come out of the fact that a horse has won the Caulfield Melbourne Cup double, you know, a jo- which hasn't been done for some time, and a jockey's won two Melbourne Cups in a row. But, but in regards to hard luck, I, I'm... I deal with that every day, Roach. Um, so I probably can't find too hard luck stories. Miles, no. probably fair to say that Oaks Day is a better betting day. So a lot of people will be looking to recoup their losses. Uh, let's go to the VRC Oaks, over 2,500 metres. Uh, and uh, the James Cummings trained Zardozzi is the favourite at around $3. It is. I've got a good look at this horse in person, Kimbo, um, in Zardozzi. And leading into the race, I mentioned on air that you wanted to keep an eye on a horse called Athelflad. Uh, which ran in behind it. Mm. Look, Zardozzi um, ha- probably arguably um, should have won that race. Um, I know it was going to be the big watch behind Amazonian Lash because the track that day, last Saturday, 
had a massive leader bias due to a, a severe headwind coming up the straight. Now, I knew that Zardos would probably start favourite here. $3 in an Oaks when you've got horses going over 2,500 metres. Probably not really for me, I don't think. And once again, like I tell everyone, these big, from a form analyst or a professional punting perspective, these these big group ones like Derby's, Oaks, Melbourne Cups, they're not the races that you want to make money in. So I, whether I could steer someone in, I'd, I'd be including in your tri- trifectas, can win. But I think there's probably a couple of bigger prices that you can probably lean towards. Well, you mentioned Athelflaed, and on a lot of the uh, websites at the moment, that's a market mover coming in from about 11s to 8. Uh, can we get you 3 2 1, uh, Miles, without putting you under too much pressure for the Oaks? And your best bet of the day? Uh, um, right. We'll go 3 2 1. Athelflaed, you know, that movement's probably because of. We've been talking about this horse for the last few days, Kimbo, and some of it might be mine too. But <laughs> I think Athol flated around $8.50 and $2.45 I will put on top. So the eight on top will take the two Zardozzi at $3 uh, to run second. And I think Tropical Squall can hold on. Uh, I know that there's a query on whether or not it can stay, but I've got that in for third. But the horse is at the top of the market. It's absolutely wild. If you want something else for the rest of the day, um, race four, number two, Foxy Frieda should go close. I've got Cannonball to, speak, to beat Spacewalk in race five, and then every man and his dog in the get-out stakes race nine is on Greg Alimo. So they're probably the three to work around for the rest of the day, gents. Love it, Miles. Just repeating those numbers again for the Oaks. Eight from two and from one, and your other best bet is in race four, number two, Foxy Frieda, which is about three to one. I really appreciate your time, Miles. We know it's a busy period for you. Good luck tomorrow. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me on. Hello, again, too. There you go. May the punting gods be with everyone. Yes, Rich, and eh? as we say, what's gambling really costing you? So if you need some free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Loving your work, Roach. Stack of text coming through. We'll get to those very, very shortly. We're here thanks to IGA Supermarket supporting women in sport. Three female jockeys in the Melbourne Cup yesterday but couldn't get the bickies. Make the perfect cup of coffee with Brasilia Coffee. Available in Coles and independent supermarkets across SA. The all-new Hyundai Kona is here. Bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Rooch. Nearly 4.17, IGA Supermarkets, supporting women in sport. For great saves and local phase, visit your nearest IGA. Before I get to some of these texts, Root, yes. uh, it was interesting to hear Ollie Wines interviewed yesterday. He was at the Sammy D Foundation Melbourne Cup luncheon. Very important Yeah, event. and I think yeah. he was interviewed by uh, a former colleague of ours, Andrew Hayes. I think he was hosting that event. Easy. Yeah, and he was asked, he asked Ollie how his body's feeling at the moment because Good. he's had a tough couple of years. Yep. Yeah, no, going really well. This is the first, um, I guess, off-season that I've been able to run in, in two years off two knee surgeries. So I'm only 29, so I think I've still got my best football ahead of me. I think with the pre-season being healthy, I can really compliment those guys. And I felt as though last year I, I let them down a little bit, not being able to do and bring what I bring to the team. Well, get on him for the Brownlow. <laughs> his best football's okay. ahead of him. Okay. He's already won one. Yeah. Uh, Doesn't was, always work that way, though, no, Kim. I know that. The world's caught up. Uh, he was also posed the question about whether he will be captain for Port next year. Whether that is me, whether that is someone else, um, time will tell. But um, I know our club are all got this common goal of wanting to win a premiership and... Um, Whatever uh, that needs to um, happen to make that happen, um, we're more than happy to, to go with that. 
Well, I'm going with Ollie Wines. I oh, know you're very strong on it. Yeah. But you have family connections. So. No, Kim, he has been in that role for a fair bit of time now. Yep, that's exactly why you need a new voice and new blood, Roach. Get oh. Connor Rosie in there. It's the start of a new era. No. You got to be a bit more progressive. I get you. I get what your argument is. Oh, but you're I'm sticking. I'm sticking with Ollie Wines to be captain. Now you're saying no. You I'm get respecting. With it. I'm respecting no. your argument. All right. Well, we'll wait. I'm and not see. dismissing it, but I'm saying Ollie Wines has worked his way into the captaincy and deserves to have it in his own right. Connor Rosie should be the next captain of Forward Adelaide. We'll wait and see. <laughs> and see if they Kenny... won't be joint captains. I promise <laughs> no, you. No, that. they won't. Hey, Roach, your roast where you lined up a former colleague in Stephen. No, Rowe I and... did not line him up. I've just answered him back. Don't went... sound like as if I've gone out there and thrown the you first went... punch. Waggity whack. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Good. Yeah. Well, apparently he's got the gloves on around there. Has he? Um, number of texts coming through. Arvo, Kimbo and the Rooch. Nice roast Rooch. And then he goes on to say, Port Adelaide has grown into a great AFL club. Uh, they are where they always belonged in the number one competition. The rest is history. Three exclamation marks. Remember it well and embrace the future. And I'm a Crows fan. That's mm. from Modbury Mac. Well said, Mac. And then there's another one, Rooch. Is the Roe Roochy hatred real or just on air. Are you still mates in the real world? That's from Daniel. I don't hate him. And I'd have a beer with Stephen any time. You would? But have you, though? Not for a long time. Not for a long time. Do you feel he threw you on the bus at double A? Ooh. I, don't, I didn't go over the ashes there. I don't know who lit the fire. What do I care anymore anyway? That was a provocative question, wasn't it? Well, I'm, now, was, I'm now beginning to wonder about that whole situation. Oh, yeah. are you? Never really reflected on it, Kim. Haven't you? Yeah, yeah, well, no. you moved on. There was something great to yeah, move on your to. Your nose will grow there, Rooch, I think. I think mm. it's growing as we speak. It's 4.20. <laughs> oh, Make the perfect cup of coffee with Brasilia Coffee. Available in Coles and independent supermarkets across SA. The all-new Hyundai Kona is here. Bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Roots. Four twenty-five. I'll be making Brasilia coffees for everyone at the during the four thirty news route. Thank you. That's okay. My pleasure. Uh, we are brought to you thanks to Hyundai, the all-new Hyundai Kona, imagined to be. Oh, 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 yeah. oh! They just want their moment of fame, don't they? A little bit of news slipped under the mat last no, week. The, you're talking about Jackson Hately joining the Essendon VFL well, side. I've got a text here. Yeah. Rich. Don't steal the thunder, oh, lads. It says. Essendon signed Jackson Hately, it says today. Eight Unless I'm ago. wrong, it's my understanding that Port couldn't sign Hately mm. to the Sample team due to the Sample's selfish, backward, draconian restrictions aimed at propping up the other teams. That's Joe. Well, more concerning here is that Jackson Hately doesn't return to Central District. I mean, we, we keep saying, with merit, mm. that the Sample is the second best competition in the land, the best state league. Probably the best way to find your way through back to the AFL through the draft system. That he joins Essendon as a VFL player does become an alarm bell. Mm. I mean, he's got every right to. Good luck to him. But the fact that he falls out of the Adelaide system, where he was the club champion at Sanford, doesn't fall into a Sanford club like his original central district, moves into state, joins Essendon, has got a lot of questions to it. We should get him on. Have a chat to him. Oh, we'll try and do that. It could be a blessing in disguise in terms of him getting picked up and more eyes on him in Victoria playing in the VFL. 
possibly. Maybe. Yeah, this is why it'd be good to interview. Has Essendon said to him, look, come over. Uh, you we'll can have be a, a mid-season draft. It'd yep. be better to be in our system first so mm. you could learn than get you know, on the bike straight away. But yeah, it's got a few questions with that. A lot of texts are coming through, Roach, as well. about Sorry, Roach. I called you Roach again. Uh, about your Richie's roast mm. and uh, your little tay-to-tay with uh, Rowie. Uh, this one says, uh, Roots, you should sue, 5AA and Roe. Everyone else has. <laughs> a little bit of humour there. And another one says, are we setting up for another SEN-sponsored boxing event, Rucci versus Roe, uh, Kimbo versus either Mickey Noonan or Studley Corns? Oh, we'd be the lower billing on that one. And a lot of texts coming through, Rooch, and it looks like your number on a few of them, wanting to play the old I won't roll over from Stephen Rowe. <laughs> I'm not a bloke that rolls over, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I roll over, Tim. <laughs> How did that go? Oh, I thought it was How a did, whole lot. How did that go? Oh, that was Gary Lyon and yes. Tim Watson. Oh, I just sat back there thinking we're getting the whole lot then. What happened to the rest of it? Well, play it again then. <laughs> oh, no, look, we can't. Oh, I'm not on. a bloke that rolls over, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I roll over, Tim. <laughs> We don't need to play the whole lot anyway. All right. Um, here's another text. I haven't seen Ruchi this animated since someone stole his lunch money in primary school. That's from Ethel. G'day, still, Ethel. Still looking for that person, actually. Yeah, I bet you are. You don't let go, Ruch, do you? <laughs> hey? All righty. Looking forward to the next half hour, Ruch. We're going to have a chat to a lad called Kane McCall. Yes, I'm excited about this. Now, a big-bodied, extremely fast, left-footed midfielder. I've read one of the scouting reports that even refers to him as an enforcer. <laughs> I want to know about that. An enforcer. I've gone through a lot of the notes as well. I haven't had a look at any video footage of him yet, but Tony Bamford was quite glowing. Yes. He was one of eight South Australians that were invited to the AFL Combine. And, Roach, he performed really well. I I can tell you he was the leading South Australian uh, at the Combine. He placed top ten in the 20-metre sprint Mm. and also the running and vertical jumps. All right, and not only that, he was the fastest crow eater over the 2K time trial. All righty, so he's, he's got a bit going for him. And, and as I said, Roach, a penetrating left foot kick. Mm. Looking forward to chatting to Kane McCall if that's coming up next on Kimbo and the Roach. And more of your texts if you want to win that great prize. We've got the $100 Archie's voucher to give away. Tell us your hard luck or your good luck story from yesterday's Melbourne Cup. Make the perfect cup of coffee with Brasilia Coffee. Available in Coles and independent supermarkets across SA. The all-new Hyundai Kona is here. Bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Root. Big thank you to IGA Supermarkets, how the locals like it. We're live from Studio Lumo SA here at number one King William Street in the city. Lovely day outside, 25.7 degrees. As I said, we're in the home straight. A last half hour of the show to go, Root. If you weren't listening earlier and you're looking at having a dabble tomorrow, Miles Fitzner previewed the VRC Oaks for tomorrow. His selections are eight, two and one. Eight, two, and one. We've had a few calls about that. All righty, Roach, we're getting closer now to the AFL National Draft. It gets underway on the 20th and 21st of November, and the rookie draft's on the 22nd. Eight South Australians were invited over to the AFL Combine, and one of them hails from Port Augusta and the North Adelaide Football Club, and he's getting a few raps 
on him. And his name is Kane McAuliffe, and he joins us now. Hello, Kane. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me on. Absolute pleasure. pleasure. Hey, let's talk about you, Kano. Um, how did it all start at Port Augusta? Is that where you grew up? Yeah, I grew up in Port Augusta. Um, kind of started both all the family pre-involved with Central Augusta Footy Club. Dad was club president back here, so kind of just grown up around the footy club and always been involved with it. So mum and dad, what was their sporting prowess like? Or, or you one out of the box? Or was mum good or dad good? Both average? Yeah. How did they track? Um, they like to tell me they both went alright. I think um, <laughs> dad grew up and kind of played um, under-17s and some reserve support magpies. And then okay. they both kind of played um, like SA Country, sort of south of footy and mum. Played netball, won a fair few premierships back home and a couple of male medals as well. So, Oh. Yeah. She might have bragging rights there, right? So big family, brothers, sisters, and what what was it like competing against them if they were? Uh, yeah, I got an older brother and an older sister. So, yeah, they liked to really keep me in line as I was uh, growing good, up. Um, good, But a couple of years old, a fair few years older than me as well. So I was... I uh, kind of had to fight for it a little bit growing up, but no, it was good. I loved it. So correct us, correct us if we go wrong anywhere here. So from Port Augusta, yep. you came down and then you boarded at Prince Alfred College for a year or two. Is that correct? Yeah, I come down um, to PAC in 2020 um, in year 10, so I did three years there, yeah. So how was that moving out of home? Yeah, it was pretty tough at the start, but um, kind of once I got through the first kind of first term, second term of school, um, just got used to it and ended up loving it there. And you moved on to start playing some footy for the North Adelaide Football Club. Who's been your mentor there and who's taken you under their wing? Yeah, I really worked closely in my first year in under-16s with um, Jeff Chackie from um, yeah North in the 16s, who was the coach there. And then um, I've always been working pretty closely with Craig Brooks as well, who was kind of really trying to help develop my game in 16s. So who, like, Brooks is the under-18s coach, so it was kind of oh. um, a good helping hand through my 16s year, just giving me some advice. And then the last two years playing under him has been really good as well. So, so Kane, we're getting some pretty clear images of you, but we like your opinion of them. So Tony Bamford puts you in the Patrick Dangerfield mould. Some of the scouting reports even referred to you as a an enforcer inside. How would you describe your game? And is there a comparison to anyone we know in the AFL? Um, yeah, I kind of really thrive on the contest, I guess, a bit. Um, probably at times a little bit too much, where I uh-huh, nearly okay. forget to try and work <laughs> on the outside stuff a little bit, but mm-hmm. just get caught up in the contest. Um, yeah, I kind of love the contestable, um, love to try and tackle, um, and then, yeah, I try and try to use my turn of foot to try and get to the outside and use my kick a bit as well. He's a good country boy, Roach, mm. and he talks about his kick. He's a left footer. Hey, take us through what it was like going to the AFL Combine. We've spoken to a few of the lads already. Uh, did it all start to get a little bit serious and real? Yeah, it's pretty daunting kind of rolling mm. in there. Um, kind of everyone, I think WA boys got there a day before, but then everyone kind of gets there on the same day, and it's a little bit of um, everyone kind of just sticks to their own kind of states and teams they play with um, oh, on yeah. the first day, but... After that, everyone kind of messaged in pretty well and kind of you'll kind of become mates pretty quickly, I guess. So it's a pretty cool experience having um, that there with all the kind of other best kids in the country and then having all the recruiters kind of just mingling in around with us for the three days there was um, different to kind of 
anything that we'd normally be exposed to, but it was a good experience. We'll get to the recruiters shortly. Uh, not that it matters nowadays, but uh, who did you bar- grow up barracking for? I'm presuming Port Adelaide. Uh, Hawthorne. Whoa, Whoa! How did that happen? Hello? Uh, Dad was Hawthorne. He, he loved how Lee Matthews played, so he went for Hawthorne, and then I was roped into that one pretty much straight away after I was born, I reckon. Did he, get, did he get a bit dirty that he didn't get a league game at Port, so he went off him? <laughs> oh, he hadn't told me that, but I might explain him. I was only thinking, Kane, with your Port Adelaide heritage, did you yeah. think of ringing Jason Cripps and say, hang on a minute, don't give away all your draft picks? <laughs> Should have. Oh, here's, perhaps, here's, here's perhaps, perhaps they're thinking question. that too now. How many, uh, how many clubs have spoken with you? How many have you sat down with? Uh, I was spoken to 14. 14. Which four and Adelaide's we... the keenest one, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, they're keen, aren't they? Uh, yeah, I was talking to Adelaide a couple of times and I had mm. the training week there at the start of the year mm. in pre-season. Um, so, yeah, it was really cool to kind of get in the AFL environment and see how they do it. Who were the four that didn't talk to you? I'd imagine it'd be Port because they don't have any draft picks. Were they one of them? Uh, no, yeah, I was talking to Port. I haven't yeah. spoken to Collingwood, Carlton, Gold Coast and Brisbane. Carlton, Gold Coast, and uh, Brisbane. Do you have a problem uh, travelling, or would you like to stay in South Australia? Does it bother you to go into state? Nah, not at all. I'd just love to end up somewhere. Um, yeah, anywhere would do. And uh, where will you be on the night? Will you be going over there or watching it with family and friends? Uh, yeah, I'll be staying back in SA, watching out my grandparents' um, house where I'm living at the moment. Okay. Okay. So you're clear of study now? Uh, yeah, I um, had my uni exam Monday, and I'm Ooh. finished now. How do you reckon you're studying? So what's your study at uni? Oh, commerce. Interesting. Gee, that's one of the tougher subjects. Um, how do you reckon you went? Mm. Uh, yeah, I think it was all right. Uh, it, was, it was an open book exam, so it wasn't too bad. Okay. Is, it, is the footy a distraction? Because there's so many – the, the timing's not ideal oh. with so many people having exams – and then they've got all this pressure and stress and distraction of maybe having their life completely turned upside down by being drafted. Yeah, probably. I probably found that the um, having exams around this time nearly kind of helped a little bit because it kind of helped me just have something else to do, I guess. kind of took my mind off it a little bit. Um, kind of helped to be able to focus on something completely away from footy, I guess, instead of just sitting there and thinking about it. I kind of had something else I can go do. And did you have anyone that uh, you've idolised as a young player growing up? Uh, yeah, probably watching uh, like mostly Hawthorne games growing up. I um, watched a fair bit of Luke Hodge and Sam Mitchell. Um, oh, yeah. Growing up and watching how they played and then probably like out of any of the SA teams, like getting Adelaide over or watched a fair bit of Paddy Dangerfield mm. um, when he was at Adelaide. And then how he went about it as well. So, Kane, what's the interview process like these days? We've heard how it's changed over time and it's more about non-football questions that are thrown at you. What did you find through the interview process with the clubs? Um, yeah, I found it pretty pretty similar between each club's interview. I think yep. they all kind of ask, um, like not the exact same questions, but along the same lines. And a lot of the first couple of interviews are just pretty, uh, I guess, kind of generic into knowing my personality mm. um, a bit better. And then um, kind of the later ones, when if I have a second or third interview with the club, they might throw a couple more kind of curly questions in or get stuck into footy a bit more and mm. really kind of analyse my year a bit more. Um, yeah, so I think it 
kind of changes depending on um, if you've spoken to the club before or if you haven't. Well, Kane, 14 clubs are interested in with you. We're pretty sure you're going to be picked up. So we wish you all the very best on the 20th and the 21st. And hopefully we'll be having a chat to you and talking about your new home in a few weeks' time. Hopefully. Good Thanks for the chat. No, appreciate Thanks, it, Kane. Uh, he's a talent, Roach. Yeah, he's going to be now. picked up. Uh, played seven reserves games mm. this year, averaging nearly 19 disposals, uh, nearly seven tackles per game. 4.1 clearances and uh, nearly three inside 50s. And he had six under-18 matches where he averaged one and a half goals, 27 touches a game, six clearances, six tackles a game. He sounds uh, pretty ready-made, doesn't he? How different is it now that we don't have geography determine which team you barrack for? It's Father Barracks or Hawthorne. Yeah, well, I just presumed it would be Port because he played for the reserves. But that's, doesn't, it's no longer a geography thing, is it? It could be... You had a favourite player, like Johnny Platten goes to Hawthorne, you become Stephen Carlton goes to Carlton, you become a Carlton. Stephen Carlton goes to Carlton. Stephen Kernahan goes to Carlton. Sorry. <laughs> well, yeah, it's, it's, it's dramatically changed, yeah, doesn't I, it? I was, well, I don't know if it has, Roach. Has it? Yeah, I think it has. All right, then. I'm not going to argue with that. Hmm. Hey, what do you reckon we celebrate something that was very special last night? Glenn Maxwell. The talk of the town. Not. Talk of the world. Hey, th- thanks to KO Sports. Just uh, sit back and have a listen to this because a lot of people were asleep. Mm. Here's about three and a half minutes of just a few of the things Glenn Maxwell did on his way to 201 runs and a victory, an unlikely victory for Australia last night against Afghanistan. Australia on the ropes and he's bowling to Glenn Maxwell back in the side. Straight through everything. They're up. They're up. They're up. You think the review's coming. You think the Views coming. Yes, thank you. I'll go back to Alex on the field. Alex, uh, you can say with your decision of not out this battle. Ball. Powerfully struck by uh, Maxwell in front of Square. Counter punching is his way. Australia need more of that. Wider follow, and this time Maxwell drives powerfully through the offside. Tournament. Oh, top edge, this should be out. Oh, no, 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 he thought Rashid was going to go for it, I'm sure. I'm sure. Oh, yes, the fight's on. Slices out at Maxwell, jogs through, it pitches and it's four. 50 for Glenn Maxwell, he's third in a World Cup. He's 24th in one day international cricket. And if anyone can do the impossible, it's that man right there. And straight into the gap from Maxwell. Smashed away on the onside, over the field, up over the rope. High, close to the rope, over again, two in a row from Maxi. Straight, flat and hard. Tenth boundary for Maxwell. Hundred for Maxwell. His second of this World Cup. Can he rescue Australia? Can he do it? He's on the way. Again, he gets the length he's after, and again, he punches it to the fence. That is sweet. The boundaries might be small here, but he's hitting it so sweet, it doesn't matter. Oh, as he hit that, he pulled up very quickly to Maxwell. It's almost like a shock went through his body. Going straight. He's hit that really hard. 
And he's going to pick up another boundary. So much is happening now for Maxwell. He's cramped up now. He's in some serious pain at the moment. He's going to continue. He's done it again. Can you believe it? Where is this coming from? Goodness me, where do you get that from? Far enough, is it? Yes, it is by a metre. Maxwell moves into the 190s. It's nine from 21. Australia now have it in the palm of their hands. Thrashes that through the offside for four more. They won't stop that either. Maxwell to 195. Australia just need five. Five runs. A six to bring up 200 and win the game. Everybody here is on their feet. And Maxwell hits it high. Can it make it? It does make it. Glenn Maxwell. Unbelievable. The most remarkable thing you'll probably ever see in cricket. So that's a beautiful moment and a memorable moment. I hope we're not going to have a bad memory of up in Brisbane at the moment because the Redbacks were in pole position, Roach. What is happening? So to recap, they declared at five for 359. Beautiful. Queensland all out for 238. So they had a lead of 121. Nice. We are now five for 81, effectively mm. five for 202. See, we give... And the top order just doesn't give, Kim. We give the opportunities a chance, uh, the uh, opposition, opposition a chance, yeah. don't we? So it's day three. This is the third session. South Australia leads by 2035 wickets in hand. Yeah, they'd want to get that well beyond 300, don't they? Mm. We'll see. Uh, the Strikers we'll host see. the uh, Melbourne Renegades at 6.40 at Karen Rolt Noble. That's uh, tonight. Yes. All righty. Hey, Roach, we've been doing a thing for uh, Archie's. All right, we've got a $100 Archie's voucher to give away. Mm. If you're wondering what Archie's are, they're thongs. But they're new age thongs. They're so comfy you'll never take them off. They actually have an art support in them. Sounds ideal no, for me. No, they're absolutely brilliant. So we've got a $100 voucher. We said, give us your uh, best hard luck story or your, or your good luck story from mm. yesterday's Melbourne Cup. Look, there are a lot that were very similar and there are a lot quoting uh, other people's stories, Roach. But we'll give this one to Modbury Mac because I think this is fair enough. He says, Arvo, fellas, you can blame Shiraz. Now, that's the horse that came third. For more than just some sore-headed fillies this morning, I'd say some colts as well, my three, Mac. <laughs> uh, the namesake ruined most multis and was responsible for some very light pockets. And that is so true. Um, made it very hard for anyone to get the trifecta or the pick four, Rich. I know some people yes, got it. and we're very lucky. Yeah, so Modbury Mac, there you go. You've won that $100 Archie's voucher. We'll have another one to give away tomorrow as well. Rich, can we go through some of the news from a little earlier today as well? Because there's some great news for Ellen Phillips. Yes, she will present the Best on Ground medal, which still has no name in the AFLW Grand Final. Aaron has won it twice. Mm-hmm. Big debate. Should that medal, Best on Ground in the Grand Final, carry the... Erin Phillips' name, or the Best and Fairest Award? Well, she didn't really buy into it being named after her, but she spoke on SEN earlier today, and she, I think she's pretty happy with the honour. It's not something I, I think about, or um, just but to even just have my name mentioned uh, in conversation is, is really special. But um, I did speak to my dad about it, and I took, um, he goes, yeah, it should be the, the Phillips after G. Phillips, you know. <laughs> uh, so. Well, he did win eight of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I said, well, you only won eight. You should have won nine, maybe, you know. <laughs> you might have got something named after you then. But, no, nah. look, honestly, whoever 
whoever gets um you know whoever is acknowledged for these awards would be a great honor and like i said i'm just really humbled to be even even be in the conversation now let's just hope Rooch, as we said earlier she can place that medal around the neck of one of her former teammates i would like it to be with chelsea randall yeah i'll take anyone Rooch. all righty we're almost done Rooch. um we just played a little tribute then to Glenn Maxwell and uh, Ethel from Ethel and said, Stuff, Maxie, I would prefer a replay of Richie's Roast on Row. Ethel from Ethel and Podcast. It'll be there, yeah. Here we go. Uh, Inglis out, Kerry back in, surely, boys. Uh, there's been a bit of a groundswell for there. Would it happen, though? I'm, I'm not quite so sure. Just quickly, Roach, we're running out of time, but uh, Brisbane, some good news for their AFLW coach. Craig Stasevich, who is the only coach from the pioneer season of AFLW 2017, he was hired in June 2016, extends his contract by two years. Meanwhile, it's a sad story at Collingwood with Steve Simmons' mutual agreement with Collingwood well, not to mutual. depart. <laughs> well, it could be mutual. Maybe. Well, maybe be. Don't a... be so cynical, yeah, Kim. Yeah, I know. Well, that's what the industry does, Rooch. And we get so many texts. When's the bloody AFL fixture coming out for 2024, you can tell us? I would imagine that Saturday night there will be the leak, the required leak to the Sunday Herald Sun, which then goes to all the Sunday News Corp newspapers. And by this time mm. next week, we should be anticipating the full fixture. Yes. Well, as full as we can get it with a floating fixture at the end. That's unless there's been a successful hit made on your route and you're no longer walking this earth because uh, your roast is up on our Facebook in video form, Rooch. And uh, there's been quite a response from our neighbours, I believe. Has there? Yeah, no, I, I believe. He's, Seriously? Yeah, he's he's going to come back. Well, you know, you know he doesn't roll over. I, I'm not a bloke that rolls over, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> Is that the sharp... Oh, I roll over, Tim. <laughs> Is that the sharp pain I'm feeling through my shoulder blades again? And I thought I'd got rid of that. Oh, Mario sent a text. Roche, you need to take on row in Scrabble. What else have we got here just before we wrap it up? Get Balfour's to sponsor a sausage roll eating contest between the two sporting leviathans of Rucci and Rowe. Yep, eat till you explode. I reckon that'd be a must-watch event, wouldn't it, Rooch? No. Well, I, no. No, well, I think it would be. I'd get your mountains a little bit quicker. Oh, oh. yes, there's that thought, isn't there? Yes. Yeah. All right, well, if you've just joined us, you've missed out on uh, Bharat Sundarasan, who said that Glenn Maxwell's knock was the best in one-day international history. And that's been vindicated by Sachin Tendulkar and Mike Atherton. And I think it's fairly undisputed yeah, now, Roach. I think we're unanimously in agreement in this room, aren't yes, we? Yes, but if you want to hear that, you can jump on the podcast. You can hear from Barat. We also have Roochie's Roast up there. Miles Fitzner with his tips for the Oaks tomorrow. And we spoke to a young lad called Kane McAuliffe. So jump onto our podcast. We'll be back to do it all again tomorrow. We appreciate your company. Have a great evening. Good night, everyone. And hello, Stephen. Hey, Roach. Bye-bye.